Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of my Rants and Rays video cast. Uh, I'm joined today with uh, Rich Ventura, who, uh, as everyone knows, is with Sony now, Vice President of Professional Displays. I guess you've been with Sony now about three years, right, Rich? Three years, two weeks ago. There you go. That's a good guess of mine. <laughs> um, we're, you know, we're here part of, uh, we have a, we have a um, package of webinars we do every year for uh, Exertus Almo. And the one coming up this month in about a week and a half or so is all about esports. And uh, what better company to have on here than Sony? Because you kind of make all the technology when you do an esports venue, uh, whether it be a, a live venue, let's short term or long term, meaning a permanent installation or a or a sort of a rental staging style event where you turn a basketball arena into an esports arena. You have all the gear to do that, and um, and uh, I'm excited to. To, to have you part of this uh, webinar that we're going to be doing. Um, I have to, I can't remember the exact date. I'll get that while you're talking, but uh, you know, I want to start off by, by um, having you talk about your contribution to the esports venue that was at Infocom just a month ago, because that is sort of a foray into a look into what you guys do. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Um, if you think about it from Sony's perspective, we've got, the whole visual aspect, but you add in the cameras and even the headphones. So when we looked at what we did uh, at the sports pavilion and supported was we supported obviously starting with our large screen display. So you got to see what's going on with esports as you're standing around the arena. So we had uh, multiple different large format displays. Then you added in our SRG and PTZ cameras. Uh, so we had like we're streaming cameras, streaming uh, the videos. Uh, they had. Um, all around, you can see everything else going on. And you added in um, our microphones. Uh, then, which the area people forget about is we have our entire end zone line. So we had the gaming displays and the gaming headsets. So Sony really was placed in an opportunity to showcase our entire portfolio. Um, and then you add in, you know, if we started talking about bigger spaces, start adding our LEDs and our projectors, but we didn't do that at this pavilion. This was all about how do we show a really strong activation and very easy activation? And we used a lot of, so they used a lot of Sony tech in there. Yeah. And it, it all starts when the kids were really young, uh, starting the PlayStation as an example, uh, yeah. obviously the setting the groundwork where, you know, uh, you know, esports is, is sort of like what you graduate to when you start playing video games on your phone, then a, then a console player. And then if you're really good at that, you do esports. Uh, and of course there's the famous story of the kid, who uh, played that NASCAR game uh, during the pandemic and then got a NASCAR contract. So it's a, it's an, a, it's an emerging uh, field, but also one that um, if you talk to anyone at the university community, and that's what I thought was interesting at Infocom was most of the people I saw in and around the esports uh, mm -hmm. section were either other integrators learning about it or, uh, or university professional college and university professionals because they're getting asked for that by their students. Yeah, I think the thing that was interesting, too, is there were a lot of students there, a lot of students because they were all participating. Right. But they were walking the show and I talked to a few of them and everyone immediately just thinks about the gaming aspect, like the actual performance. Everyone's forgetting that these are also kids who want to learn about the tech. Uh, these are our future integration installers. Right. Uh, they want to understand about the software development. So these are the game developers. There's a whole back end aspect of it that we have to remember about. And you start adding in shock talk and you start looking at um, all the um, feed through Twitch, everything else like that. 
there's a whole new uh, grouping of future AV professionals that are involved in this. Do you see, um, where do you see the traction right now in esports with the technology? Is it, what's driving it? Is it, is it now that uh, the, the tech is more accessible? Is it AV over IP? Is it, um, it, you know, I mean, obviously during the pandemic, we couldn't have done esports because, you know, our, our, the esports that was done was all, you know, online and there's no way to, there's no way to really referee it. Right. Because you, you can cheat when you're, when you're by yourself. Right. Uh, uh, but in a venue, right. There's, there's those three systems, right. You have the live player system, which yep. is, uh, uncompressed. Most of them are AV over IP. Now you have the, the, the audience, which is, can be compressed obviously significantly and is delayed. You know, I, I think, uh, the gentleman from Epic Games said that when they do Fortnite tournaments, it's up to three minutes delayed for the live audience even. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, then you have the streaming audience, as you mentioned, on Twitch and other yeah. platforms. Sort of what's driving, and, and I guess the reason I'm asking that is if I'm an integrator and I want to get into esports, where do I start? Yeah. I don't start with LEDs, do I? No, you don't. Um, it's a couple things. One is, before even talking about the tech, the other thing that's driving it now is it's a great equalizer for colleges and universities. Uh, for example, uh, UCSD, it's not, 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 you know, we don't think of UCSD in the same realm. You think of University of Georgia and University of Alabama when it comes to athletics, right? However, UCSD is a top four, top five uh, esports uh, program in the nation. Uh, they, they've chosen that's where they're going to invest their resources. So there's a lot of resources available in there that was never available before. So that's one thing. The second is everything you just talked about, right? The tech, uh, we're doing AV over IP. Um, you know, you're getting displays now at 120 hertz, the camera feeds, uh, all those things are happening. And honestly, there's a lot of sponsorship money that's driving this. Too. Yeah, yeah. You get all of that stuff. It's it's no longer, it, I was telling a friend of mine, he's got a 15-year-old to say, stop telling your kid not to play video games because uh, this might be the, uh, his scholarship for college. Uh, it might be his job after college, right? There's so much money being poured into this and uh, we're just seeing it explode. And like I said, it's a great equalizer. There is no more uh, uh, age versus age. There's no gender competition. It's it, it doesn't matter, right? And that's one of the great things about esports. I think I think we're seeing um, colleges and universities, no matter what size they are, they're seeing, hey, this is an opportunity for us to really increase uh, the talent on our campus from the student population. It's a way to uh, uh, change how the perception of the university is, and honestly. It's not, it's not as difficult as putting in a brand new football field or a hockey arena and everything else. Building up an esports uh, training center and it's pulling in all the tech that we all have available today. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're talking to Rich Ventura from Sony. Uh, they're going to, they're the sponsor of the State of the Esports Market webinar. I'm doing Tuesday, July 18th at 2 p.m. Uh, so if you want to register, um, click on the link below wherever you're watching this on social. There's a link for you to register for that uh, that webinar, and it's going to be it's going to be a panel discussion. Really talking, we're going to have an integrator there. We're going to have somebody from Sony. We're going to talk to you a little bit about the technology, uh, Rich. Now, um, but uh, but we're also going to have a, a university uh, professional and someone who who's built their entire career around uh, esports uh, that are going to be part of the panel. So um, this is going to be a great panel for you to join. Uh, it, there'll be a little educational section up front, tell you a little bit about the, like the state of the market, some of the data points. One of the things that you brought up, Rich, is the money, 
Um, in uh, 2019, Fortnite, uh, the national championship for Fortnite, a 17-year-old won $3.1 million as the champion. Uh, the, the, at any given time, the top 10 uh, gamers, when they're online, uh, they're right now making anywhere from twenty-five dollars to $75,000 a month just by playing and having other people watch them on Twitch as subscribers, not to mention the sponsorships. But all that is driven through technology. So let's talk about the venue itself. Um, You're correct at UNC, you know, we have a big athletic program, uh, but we don't have a big esports venue. In fact, what they did is they turned a uh, they turned a um, uh, a room in uh, in the student union, which you're actually seeing here in just a second. It should pop up on the screen in the student union into an esports venue. Um, And uh, and this used to be a meeting room, Rich. Yeah, we're actually seeing a lot of integrators doing the same thing on their at their offices. Um, you go into CCS's office, for example, in Arizona, they built an esports training spot and they're hoping to have competition there. And we're seeing more and more integrators doing that. Um, as we talk with all of them, they're looking at it going, this is a hot button item. Our schools are asking for this. So we need to have a facility that we can bring colleges into. They can test the tech, see the tech, play with the tech. So you're seeing a lot of that starting to happen uh, all over the nation. Yeah. And obviously, as you saw from that video, uh, you know, traditional stuff that you typically see monitors and projectors and and uh, and even uh, um, um, all the elements that are on the players uh, cubicle are their little um, gaming console areas. I, I don't forget what that's called that there's a name for that. But even the chairs. Right. I mean, there's there's actually companies that specialize in making esports chairs uh, some of them have speakers built into them. Some don't. You have the computer systems. Lenovo is a big player in that market, obviously, uh, and they're they're wooing our market as well. Lenovo is. Uh, they're a big player. In fact, that's what was used at uh, at Infocom was the Lenovo uh, computers. Um, but the you know there's then you go into the large venues, right? The large opportunities because there are universities like UC Irvine um, who has built an esports venue. Um, that is pretty substantial, and you've got um, Full Sail University uh, with their esports venue, and and you can see here you're now using LED ribbons, you're using LED walls, so it really does cover the gambit and cameras, right? Obviously, yes. covers the gambit of everything that you guys provide as a manufacturer. Yeah, I, mean, I think, like I said, it becomes a great equalizer. Um, it becomes that opportunity where a Full Sail go take on the University of Georgia, beat them. Or you take UCSD, you could take on the University of Minnesota and can beat them in, in esports because they've really they really are investing in their programs. Yeah, and by the way, the the, the Talladega University uh, College actually won the esports tournament at at uh, Infocom. If you're interested, and the, the captain of that team is a is a woman. Uh, those these teams are are co-ed teams, right? Yes. Um, it, there aren't very many sports where men and women compete together in the same. Uh, in the same race, for example, or the same game, um, even swimming, where they have you know men and men's and women swimming competing at the same meet. The men are swimming against men, women are swimming against women, and now they have a co-ed uh, relay, right? But in the case of esports, th- as you said, the great equalizer, um, you know, doesn't matter that none of that matters. It matters how good you are. <laughs> yeah, it was actually we were talking with the university, and they said that uh, they have a, a woman that's in the program, and they asked her, "Why did you join?" She goes, "I'm I'm training to be a surgeon," and so she's looking at the actual. Um, uh, while it's not the same thing, the repetitive nature, uh, all the things that she has to do is she's thinking stuff like that in esports. She can transfer that into um, her plans on becoming a surgeon. So it truly is an equalizer in that 
it is allowing people not just to say, oh, I'm going to be a gamer for the rest of my life. It's really how can they transfer a lot of those skills, whether it's development, it's it's technical, it's um, it's it's uh, mental aptitude, all those different things into their future roles. Yeah. In fact, the hand eye coordination yes. element of that is probably critical. So I want everyone to sign up for this East, the state of the esports market. Uh, the, the first five, 10 minutes of it will be sort of some data that sets a, sets the tone for it. Um, again, it's Tuesday, July 18th at 2 p.m. It's it's free. You get one CTS uh, and you can get a CTSD for this. Uh, there is actually uh, um, we're going to actually have a panel discussion after the data. You know, we're going to open it up with a little bit of data and we're going to talk about sort of how each element uh, gets involved. So if you're an end user and you're interested in an esports venue in your facility, this this is a perfect webinar for you. But even if you're an integrator and you want to get into the esports market, this is going to be a perfect uh, a webinar for you because we'll tell you exactly how to do it. Each one of them have their own opinion on uh, how you should enter esports. Uh, whether you build the team first or you build the the room first, uh, it's, it works both ways. You'll be interested to hear how um, one can drive the other and both be successful. Um, so again, it's Tuesday, July 18th. Uh, Rich, I really appreciate you joining me today. Um, this has been a great discussion and I appreciate uh, appreciate everything that y'all do. And um, congratulations on a great Infocom. You know, 16 new Bravia displays. The one thing that struck me on those Bravia displays, um, Rich, was, uh, and I'm gonna pop up, a, I'm gonna try to pop up an image of those really quick, the wall that you had there, um, mm -hmm. is that you have four different models and yep. you have four different series and uh, all the models and all the series use the same bezel. So when you have them hanging up, they all look exactly the same regardless of what you spent the money on. Yeah, I know exactly. And um, I think you take, that was part of what the direction when I came on board three years ago is I, I was very specific on where we need to be at. And you take that, you take in uh, the unbelievable true black that the, the, the 40 series has. Um, I mean, you, you sat in front of that product and it was the truest black you've seen on a large format display. And you take into about the big differentiator. We put a five-year warranty on it. And we did that on the 98 as well, because we, we, we know that's what the market needs. And so, yeah, we were really excited about how Infocom came out this year. And uh, we were really excited to see everybody came. It was awesome yeah. to see how many people came to Infocom. A lot of end users and a lot of consultants, which was fantastic. Yeah. And one of the cool demos I thought you did was where you had the two um, land uh, portrait monitors hanging side by side where one had the, the anti-glare coating on it. It, it, was, it, was, it was amazing, especially for digital signage applications where you're using retail and you have a, you know, outdoor wall behind or an outdoor window behind you. So I think that's a game changer as well. But uh, in any case, uh, I want everybody to join this webinar. Thanks for joining me, Rich. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for being a sponsor of this. That's part of the Exertus Almo series of webinars. You can learn more at exertusalmo.com. Uh, click on education. But of course, I've already given you the details on it. So join if you want to join. Register now. Just click that URL below. Thanks for joining me, everyone. Have a great day.